Hi, I'm Nicholas Seminario, founder of Dark Angel Company. This podcast is to share the untold stories of just a few of the many people battling mental illnesses in this world. If you're in need of a little inspiration to keep fighting or to feel less alone in your battle, keep listening and share to spread awareness. This is the Dark Angel Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Dark Angel Podcast. It's me and Max again. Um, today we're going to be talking about social anxiety. Um, and before we get into that, um, I just want to go over how you've been, how your last week was, and you know, it's been what, a week since we recorded? Something like that, yeah. Um, so now I wouldn't normally be asking this question, um, if you want to show them your wrist, uh, this is why I'm asking that question. (laughs) Um, so if you want to tell everybody a little bit about what happened. I was just snowboarding. I ate it really hard on the patch of ice and broke my wrist or my thumb or something. I'm not sure, but it hurts a little bit, but I'll be fine. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, sorry to hear about that. Um, right. But yeah, so we're going to be talking about social anxiety. Um, we're going to be getting into the differences between social anxiety, regular anxiety, um, I'm someone who struggles a lot with social anxiety. This is where my anxiety stems from. Um, and yeah, you know, we're going to, we're just going to dive into it and talk about all the things we've experienced with it. Um, I've experienced social anxiety my entire life. Um, I was always a kid who was super outgoing and, you know, I'm normally the class clown. I'm always loud, all that stuff. Um, but believe it or not, I have a lot of social anxiety. I wouldn't have known that when I met you either. Yeah, right. I don't uh, come off as Not somebody. Not yeah. the slightest bit. <laughs> so I guess I do a good job of hiding it. Um, but that's where a lot of my mental health issues stem from um, is social anxiety. I, and I know you are someone who's similar, right? You you experience and struggle with social anxiety. Yeah, to some degree as well. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure it's a mix of all, you know, kind of. I don't think there's any one particular point where it shows more than others, um, but yeah. Okay, yeah, so I'll kind of get into me first, you know, we'll we'll take it back to when it all started, or at least I feel it started. Um, like I said, growing up as a kid, I was always someone who, super outgoing, super friendly, super talkative, um, and I still am. I'm still someone who enjoys talking to people, um, but... I guess it would. I would say it started around eighth eighth grade. I would say, um, and I just started having this feeling of angst all around myself when I would go out in large crowds and I would be around a lot of people, um, and I didn't know why, but now I do know why. Um, but going through it at that time, I was. I was kind of confused. I was like, I, I didn't understand these feelings that I was feeling. Um, like I said, I was always someone who was super outgoing, super talkative, super friendly. And then one day, I it's not that I wasn't those things anymore, but I had a discomfort of being like that. Um, and that developed as I went through high school. And then I wound up going to therapy and I wound up talking to someone for it. Um, but yeah, it, it got really, really bad. Like I, I just didn't like 
being around people in large crowds. What um, about it did you not like specifically at that age? Yeah, so I'm sure it changed a little bit. Yeah, for the most part, um, it definitely did change. But at the time, it was a control thing. Um, I was worried about the things that were going to happen around me. Um, you know, one instance in particular, um, I was in tenth grade. My little sister had a dance competition in Kalahari. Um, so for those of you who don't know what Kalahari is, it's a resort. It's like an indoor water park. Um, and, you know, we went there for her dance competition, whatever. And I didn't leave the room the whole weekend. I didn't want to go to the water park. I didn't want to do anything because there were so many people. And it really overwhelmed me. And I wound up just staying in that room the entire weekend. I didn't leave. Um, you know, obviously excluding for food and whatnot, but I did not want to go where the water was. Um, I'm a person who doesn't really like swimming as of now, you know, I used to when I was little, um, but then I saw all the things that could happen with water, right? So it kind of got in my head and I was like, oh, like, what if something happens? What if this happens? You know, and it's those things we've talked about before, those what ifs, what it's like, it's not really logical and it doesn't make sense. Um, but yeah, so that weekend I stayed in my room and I think I was like playing cards with my grandma or something for the whole weekend. And I think my girlfriend was there. Um, so the three of us were just in the room and like, you know, I would assume my girlfriend would have wanted to go out and go have fun at the water park. And I I just didn't want to, you know, and it was like, it really controlled my life. Um, and I would say I am much, much better with it now than you know, I was, I've improved a lot. And by going to therapy, that's what really, really helped me. Um, and I remember sitting in therapy after this, this weekend. And I remember talking about it and she was just like, you know, what's, what's the worst thing that could have happened? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) I I really don't know. Um, and she's like, so why do you feel this way? And I really had to kind of dig deep and understand why. And it was the fact that I didn't want something happening to me. I didn't want something happening to my sister, my girlfriend, you know, my mom, my grandma, whatever it was. And I put those fears out and I created these falsehoods that just wouldn't happen. And all these scenarios in your head. Yeah. And it all derived from being around people. Um, You know, I wound up going through like I said, therapy. Um, and we did exercises where I would kind of do things that would make me uncomfortable. Um, so it's like exposure therapy. Yeah. Um, and it really, really helped. And I think that's why I'm able to be more comfortable with doing those things today. Okay. So the exposure ship, uh, exposure therapy obviously helped. Yeah. But before that, um, before you got to the point where you beat it, what was that like? Like, what was the mindset like? And how did you get to the step where you were comfortable going to therapy? Because I know a lot of people when they're in it, either think they can do it themselves um, or just kind of ignore it, put it off. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't completely honest with myself at first either. You know, it was something where I would go in there and I wasn't getting the most out of it that I could have been getting. And that's why I stress so much when I say to people, when you go to therapy, give it your all, you know, because you're only going to get out what you put in it. And I was putting in, say, 60% effort, and I was not getting 100% effort back because why would I? 
if I'm not sharing everything, right? I wasn't, and and the truth is, it was like I didn't want to admit it to myself. Um, I was almost embarrassed, and that's terrible that I felt that way. And it wasn't like my family made me feel that way. It was me. I was more like a, ashamed of how I was. Um, and that's another thing that I feel like we talk about a lot on here is you have to be comfortable talking about these things. That's why I'm doing this. You know, like me talking about this, it's not easy, right? This is yeah, kind of opening up a, an old wound and personal things yeah, about yep. yourself to unknown amount of people. Yeah, exactly. You know? But I learned from it and I learned that's who I am, right? It, it was something at the time, you know, I think I... I want to say I started it in like eighth grade is when I really developed it. Um, I started going to therapy in eighth grade and I really knew a lot less about myself. I didn't know why I was feeling like this. I didn't know why I was experiencing the things I was. Um, And I would say then I was a lot more immature. Um, And it was just more of me trying to fit in, I guess. Um, I was somebody who always had friends. I was always you know, amongst the the sport kids, you know, I was always with people, um, but it was like an, an identity that I wasn't aware of. Um, and always feeling like I had to, you know, I'm somebody, I feel like you're the same way. We're competitive people, right? You always want to be the best no matter where you are. Yeah. Um, and I felt like that and I, I put a lot of pressure and I think that also added to the social anxiety of how everybody I felt was constantly judging me and which isn't true, you know, but that's how I felt. So how much of that social anxiety that you had then would you attribute to, I guess, situations or things that you made up in your head about what was going on compared to situations that actually happened? I would say maybe 5% of the time my fears came true, you know, which is so little. And that that 5% might be even more than actually, you know, I'm just, there were so few times. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially it was small in comparison. Exactly. You know, I'm, I didn't like going into the city and I still don't. I'm not someone who, look, it's still something I'm working on. I still struggle with it. I hate crowds. I hate, you know, going to parties. I just, it worries me. I get anxious and, you know, I, it's something I'm still working on and it's hard. Um, but like I said, I used to not be able to go anywhere. Now I'm at a point where I'm much better. And we've also talked about change, um, which that's another thing that I would say attributed to me, you know, going through social anxiety um, or anxiety in general. It's something I kind of developed as these changes were happening that I couldn't control. Um, and then instead of me being able to control them, I would then create these other falsehoods to kind of compensate for this change that was going on. Um, and that's another thing, you know, I'm, I'm past that point where I think I'm a much more positive person and I don't give in to these negative thoughts or these, you know, these falsehoods that I've created. Um, so, which is great. I'm not at that point, you know, I'm much past that, but in the same breath, I'm still not able to go, you know, and do all these crazy things because I get worried. I worry about what's going to happen with the people around me. Okay. And so how compared, I guess, from when you were younger to now, how do you handle it differently in those situations? Well, it's actually kind of funny. Um, I really just 
I suck it up. I say, look, it's not going to, nothing bad is going to happen. You know, and I, I have to convince myself of that and I let go in an, and you know, in some aspects, I let go of a part of myself in a good way. Um, I let go of that fear and that those falsehoods, I, I made it a point to say, look, those things aren't going to happen, right? So if my family were to say, all right, we're going to the city tomorrow, would I want to go? No, it's not going to be my first choice. I'm not going to be like, yeah, let's go to the city, guys. But I'm like, yeah, let's go. You know, I'm not going to think these things that are going to happen that probably won't happen will happen. Um, so you, you essentially, you are, you know the difference between a thought that's just paranoia yes. a little bit. Yes. And something that is an actual fear. Yeah, exactly. And I had to learn that. You know, it wasn't something that just happened. I had to put the work in. I had to go into these uncomfortable situations. You um, had to want the change. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, it's still something I'm working on today. Um, but as I go on, I, I realize more and more that these things that you think are going to happen, they're most likely not going to happen. Um, how would you say social anxiety has affected your life um, in general? Uh, no more, no less, I guess, than the next guy. Um, we, I feel like we've all encountered it to some degree as a kid. Yeah. I definitely struggled with it when I moved from Arizona to New York. Okay, yeah. Um, it was really stressful making friends at like six or seven because I moved to a, a small town where everyone knew each other already. Okay. You know? Um, so growing up those first couple of years after I'd moved, I definitely felt it a lot Yeah, at a young age too. Um, because I didn't have that same sense of community, community that everyone else had. Yeah. You know, that's not necessarily, you know, a bad thing. Yeah. Um, it, I got to learn at a young age how to adjust in that situation, which was nice. Um, but it definitely had, it created a part or a piece of my mind, I guess, that, creates doubt for me in these situations yeah and now how would you say that's translated into your adulthood it definitely still presents itself yeah um i avoid the gym in like the busy hours um so do i (laughs) I, yeah like i try i like to avoid large crowds really i like to kind of do my own thing um so i guess it's played a big role but at the same time i think that it didn't affect me too much to a point. Like, I don't think it changed who I was. I've definitely changed my day and, like, my schedule and when I do things or hang out with certain friends because of the the crowds of people. Yeah. Or um, it could just be, like, large groups I don't like being around, too. Okay. Um, yeah, and I get that, too, because I'm very similar in that aspect, too. You know, it's like... But what do you think yours stems from? Like, where do you think that comes from for you? I probably have to say the moving around. Okay. Um, as well as my, as a kid, um, like when I moved across the country, I didn't get that same interaction. Okay. With like my cousins and stuff and yeah. all, like family, just because I was on the opposite corner of the country. Okay. You know, so like I didn't learn that aspect of it until a little bit later too. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that definitely created some stress because like there were situations I didn't know how to act. You know, okay. that I kind of just had to figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Um, 
But now it's something that I've realized it only it only has as much power as you kind of pay attention to it. A hundred percent. You know? Yes. So I try not to let it affect me. I kind of do what I want to do when I want to do it. And if I'm uncomfortable, you kind of just sometimes have to suck it up. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like that's, that's what's worked for me. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think mine stems from uh, my family. We have a super judgmental family. Um, Just like I feel like it's just... Within our family, you know, like my um, you my mean extended like in a negative family, way or just like in more yeah, uh, in okay. a negative way, you know, okay. it's almost like we judge a lot of each other, you know. But it's all joking, you know. We're all like, whatever. It's poking okay, fun yeah. at each other, yeah. you know. But it comes to a point where it's happened for so long. I feel like all of us have kind of put up this this wall to kind of deflect and make sure we're not being looked at, we're not being judged, we're not being talked about, and. That I feel like is where a lot of it stems from. Okay. Um, so, in almost like joking around with friends, like teasing each other in a way. Yeah. But like sometimes it crosses a line, but you yes. don't want to be the person that says it. Exactly. The line. Yeah. 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 I've, I've 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 experienced that too with with certain people. And okay. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. Exactly. You know? And it doesn't stop. You know. And it's like I feel like that's something where. You know, we all that's, have to work that's on where mine comes from in the sense like that's what I try to avoid. Okay. Sometimes. Yeah. It's like if I don't yes. like the way that certain like certain people joke around or like they tend to cross a line sometimes, that those are the groups I tend to stay away from. Okay. And know? then that's where you're creating these, you know, oh, if they're gonna be there, I don't wanna be there and then yeah. it's you know, and I feel like this is another thing. I'm also a homebody, right? I like being yeah. home. So yeah. That's also adding to it. And look, this is another thing I have to, you know, reflect on and really dive deep into myself. Is it I like to stay in because I love being home or do I stay in because I don't want to have to face these things? Um, And I do ask myself that a lot. Um, And I think sometimes it's both. You know, sometimes it's one. Sometimes, look, I don't want to do anything. You know, I just want to relax and watch some TV. Yeah. but then it's also the same breath the other way. Like sometimes I don't want to have to go out and be uncomfortable. Um, and look, it's something I, I really do try and work on. Um, I think golf actually kind of really helped me with that. Yeah. Um, I get paired up with three random people if I'm not going with any of my friends, right? So I have to go into this uncomfortable situation. I have to go be around people who I have zero idea who they are. And then I have to talk and play with them for four hours. So it's like, I think that is something that's really helped me. Um, It's making me more comfortable around these larger crowds. I know four people isn't a lot, but you're around a ton of people. Yeah. It's, you know, the entire course is always packed. So you're around a bunch of people. Um, And I feel like as I'm going, and this is also something I've talked about, the, the quicker you learn, there's less you can control in your life, the better off you'll be. Um, and that's what I'm realizing. I, and I continue to realize that every day. Like, there's so few things you can control. So if you try and control your life, it's just going to do the opposite of what you're looking. <laughs> you know, it's going it, to, you can only do it for so long. Yeah. You almost just like have to like lean into the things that are hard. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know? And, you know, I would say throughout high school, I did let it get the better of me. Um, Really? Yeah. I I would definitely say, you know, 
once I stopped going to therapy, I think I stopped going to therapy at like the end of 11th grade, give or take. Um, so I, I went from like eighth grade to like the middle of ninth grade or maybe like the beginning of ninth grade. And then I went from 10th grade until like the end of 11th grade. Um, and I would say at the end of that, I did much better. Um, but while I was going to therapy, it was it was rough because I, I just realized like I wouldn't want to go to parties. I didn't want to do all these things. You know, I'm also someone who doesn't really drink. So it's like I'm almost putting myself at a disadvantage and it's like, are people going to judge me based off of that? And that's another aspect of where my social anxiety comes from. Do you ever get, I guess, anxiety or... Yeah, I guess anxiety from the idea of like what you think people would think you should be doing. Oh, yeah, 100%. But, well, I would say I used to. Um, Now I think it's different. I was, I feel like I've built confidence in myself to be like, hey, I don't have to be doing these things to have fun. You know, I'm someone who I feel like is a fun person as it is. I don't need to be doing these, these things that I don't want to do. Um, and don't get me wrong, there's plenty of people who are going to judge you and say stuff for that, you know, and I've had people say stuff to me. Um, but I've learned to kind of just, A, not care, and B, I have a bunch of friends who are like, it doesn't matter, what does it matter what you're doing? I'm going to do what I want to do, and yeah. I don't care what they do. You yeah. you have your fun, you do whatever you want. I'm not going to stop you, you know, just don't tell me what to do. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I have weeded those people out, which is nice. Um yeah. And there are plenty of people who really don't care. Um, Almost like the the people that will respect your decisions. Yeah, exactly. And they're not going to push anything on you. They're not going to force anything. They might want you to, but yeah. they're not going to make you uncomfortable. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's that's definitely what I've seen. Um, you know, there's one person, and I don't mean to name drop, but Vic Edwards, um, if you're listening to this, I give you so much credit. I know she's someone who doesn't drink, um, but... She's out there partying and having fun with her friends and she doesn't care what people think, you know, and she's such a a great inspiration. And I always look at her and I'm like, go you, like, you don't care what people think. You're not letting people judge you. And even if they are, she doesn't care, you know, and if she does, she sh- she has a great way of not showing it. Um, she's also someone who does care about people and she's right there with them, you know, so it's like, that's someone who also taught me like you don't have to join in what everybody's doing just to have fun. You know, you can be yourself and it's more than fine. So how much of that do you think came from the environment of high school and how did that change when you graduated? Cause I'm sure that that's a huge stressful point. Yeah. For and most people. you know, I didn't really do much in high school if I'm being honest, like I chose not to, you know, I would be invited places and, before I kind of realized that, I was like, you know, I didn't want to go because I knew I would be the only one not drinking or whatever. And it was like, you know, I I did feel uncomfortable at first. Um, now I don't care. You know, I, after I graduated, I feel like for those of you who are in high school, once you graduate, it's kind of like a free for all. Yeah, it's a new world. You know, yeah. you're out of this bubble. Yeah. The bubble of high school. Yeah. So it's like. Once I was out of that bubble, I kind of just, I really didn't care anymore. And I kind of realized like the things that are important in high school are really not important in life. You know, the things that are prioritized 
at least that's how I felt. Um, what, what about you? Would you say your high school experience has affected you, you know, now in a negative, positive way, you know, with your social anxiety? It wasn't... Freshman year of high school was stressful, I'd say, just because it was like a new school and everything. Yeah, definitely. But outside of that, um, I always had like a group of friends that I kind of got to hang out with in every class, you know, so I was lucky in that way that I always knew someone wherever I was. So even if I was stressful or if it was stressful a little bit, like I was able to block that out and find, I guess, like a distraction away from whatever that was. Yeah. Um, and then I senior year again I switched high schools. Um, this was right before COVID, yeah. and like that was stressful a little bit again too, just because it's a new environment, you know, and you don't know what it's like. Or, you know, I hadn't been back in public school in a couple of years, um, so like that was a little stressful. But I've always enjoyed like meeting people and making friends. Yeah, and know? I'm the same way. That's why it's so it's so interesting. Like. People are like, well, how do you have social anxiety if you love talking to people and you love... It's the the idea behind it. You know, it's like, it's something that affects so many people. Um, you know, like, here's a perfect example. Our senior year, I think you still had your Disney trip, right? Well, I know you went back to Long Beach, but... I think they did, yeah. Okay. I'm so, sure they did, because it was before COVID or anything. Yeah, right? Happened. Yeah. Because when did they go normally? March, right? maybe COVID we shut down on COVID March, March 13th. 13th yeah so they might have okay they so might have canceled it because of COVID I don't know my year was supposed to be canceled um but I think kids still wound up going I don't like remember on their own no uh, maybe it was I don't exactly remember but that's besides the point our senior year we go on a Disney trip yeah um and I didn't want to because of my social anxiety. I didn't want to have to sleep in a room with somebody else. I didn't want to have to, you know, be away from my home, which is my happy place. And I didn't want to have to be around all these people. So I was like, no, I'm not going. So my senior trip, I decided not to go because of that. Um, And the other thing, you know, was it was during COVID. So I didn't know if the trip would have gotten canceled, which I don't remember if it did. It may have, it may not have. Um, But I didn't want to go for those reasons because I was like, you know, I, I was just worried and it was such a stupid thing. You know, now I'm looking back, I'm like, that's dumb. Yeah. Like you I should have went. And not even that, like, I don't care that I didn't go because I'm not somebody who has FOMO. Like, I don't care if I miss out on things. I'm more than fine to miss things. Like I really, yeah. that's not something that, that bothers me. It's more the fact that I let, you know, a fear stop me from doing something. Um, and, you know, after that, I kind of said to myself, I was like, all right, that has to stop, you know, and it was, you know, like even this, like starting all of this, that was, you know, a little nerve wracking. I'm going to start a business. I'm going to dump a lot of money into it, you know, and I'm going to have to talk in front of people. Yeah. And, like, I'm going to be honest, dude, like talking in front of a camera just like this. Yeah. Like it's only you and uh, you and me here in the room, but like the idea of my face and my voice yeah. going out in front of that many people, like I, it's uncomfortable. It's it unsettling. Is. Yep. Especially like the two minutes before we start. Yeah, exactly. Worse. Yeah, you know. And you know, I kind of had to say, I was like, "Look, like, I gotta get rid of those thoughts, fears, yeah. you know, and those thoughts." And look, I'm not perfect, you know. Don't get me wrong; I still struggle with this stuff every day. It's, you know, it's who I am. Um, but I'm trying to better myself, like I've said, and help you guys in the process. 
And one thing I'd say too about all of this with in, in terms of like social anxiety is I think it's a little bit necessary at some point, right? Because it teaches you, you have to learn it at some point. Like yeah. It's growing up like how to prioritize, right? Yeah. And knowing what you like and don't like is important. So like if you don't like a certain social situation, you know, don't continue to go to that. Yeah. You know, like it's important to to have these feelings and like understand them. Yeah. You know, so like if you're feeling this way, you know, like it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not something to look down on yourself. Not at all. You know, which like I feel like that can get misconstrued in the whole yeah. message. Yes. You know, but don't let it control your decisions. Either. Yeah. Let yeah. it play a factor, right? Exactly. But don't let it control your decisions and know when to disregard the feeling. Yes. And the other thing that I learned, you know, this social anxiety, it comes from, you know, low self-esteem, really. Yeah. It comes from a place of self-doubt. And like I said, you think people are always going to be judging you negatively. And that and doesn't have to be appearance-based. Yeah, whatever, exactly. This person's you know? annoying. They don't stop talking. You know, and that's another thing I always worry about. I talk a lot. Are these people going to say, I talk too much? Are they going to be like, you know, why is he still going on? Whatever. But that's something I had to let go of. I said, who cares what people think? And look, it's easier said than done. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I don't, nobody likes if somebody dislikes them. Nobody likes, you know, but. It's not an easy feeling. No, not at all. And it's something where I had to say, I don't care. And frankly, I really don't care anymore. And it's like, that's why I am able to do this. That's why I am able to. Very relieving. Yeah, too. exactly. And I'm able to do more things than I used to be able to do. Am I, like I said, am I perfect? Not even close. I got so much stuff to work on and but that makes life interesting if everybody was perfect what would be exciting yeah nothing yeah um so it really does start with loving yourself you have to learn how to a either love yourself or b not care what everybody thinks i think it's a combination of both too like you have to spend some time because i I feel like when you first feel that it's sometime around high school or middle school when you're thrust into an environment that you don't know with people you don't know. And, you know, the people you were friends with might be changing. They might be friends with other kids who you might not like so much. You know what I mean? Just like growing up. Yep. Your friends change over time a little bit, you know, whatever friend groups and whatnot. But you have to take time and like put it towards things that build yourself up. Yes. Whether it be going to the gym or, you know, your style or whatever you like the most, whatever you find interesting about like that you can do with yourself to build yourself up, you'll feel more confident in yourself after that fact. Yeah, a hundred percent. You have to invest in your emotional and physical well being. Um you know, things such as getting the right amount of sleep, getting the right meals, yeah. exercising. You have to invest in yourself and when you have to have good habits too yes exactly most part yes and it's it's just you have to you know something i've learned i've put more time into myself other than putting time into what other people think i should be doing or what other people think and i think a lot of us can get easily caught up in these situations where people are going no you should do this you should do that and you know we feel guilty or we feel like we should and like I said, frankly, I don't care anymore. I don't care what people think. I don't yeah. care what people say. And that's let me live a lot freer of a life. And it's let me live 
a happier life, you know, and it's less anxious, less social anxiety. It's just, it's better, better overall. And I've noticed too, to go along with that is like, you find more joy in the smaller things that happen from day to day. And like, you feel, I guess, more like content with your life. Yeah, a hundred percent. You don't feel like there's something missing. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I would say over the last year or so, um, cause I'm in my sophomore year of college now and I love, you know, my time in college. I don't really do much. I go there for class and that's really it, but I don't have these fears that I feel like I had a year or two ago. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's, it's more, it's less, it's more, you know more about it now. Yeah. You don't worry about the unpredictable as much. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, would I looking back, would I change anything? No. I'm not somebody who really is someone who lives with regret. You know, I feel like I regret very, very few things. But I would also say I am able to learn and build from those experiences, yeah. you know, and it's made me who I am. And look, I'm most likely always going to be someone who has a little bit of anxiety, right? I'm somebody who's always overthinking. I'm a, I'm a super analytical person in some aspects, right? I overanalyze sometimes. Um, but it's also who I am. Um, but you could either give in to it, right? Or you could try and better it. Um, but like I said, it's a part of me. It's not something where I do want completely gone because it is me. Um, how would you feel with that stuff? Um, see, I, I don't know if I've ever thought about it, like, to that extent of, like, getting rid of it or not, you know? I just, I've learned that by thinking about it and giving power to it, like, whatever you think about or whatever you spend your time thinking about is, like, what your, what your day, I guess, or what your life kind of becomes, Yeah, you know, to some degree. It's not a spitting image by any means, Yeah, you know? But whatever you focus your time on is what you're going to get back yeah, you know 100% and so I just I've learned not to focus my time on it yeah um, and when I don't focus on it I don't notice it as okay. much you know it still shows up but I guess over time it, it will it does it will or you know may not go mm-hmm. away yeah um, but I definitely don't experience it much anymore That which um, is awesome compared to a couple of years ago you know in high school and all that stuff and what would you say are some tactics that you used to kind of overcome it Oh, I'm not going to lie. I don't think I really have any, like, tactics per se. You would say it's just more of your developed thinking. Yeah, I think you just have to be patient in a little bit with how you go through life. Like, kids today are, like, in my opinion, I feel like smarter to some degree in the sense of, like, we've all learned to think a little bit for ourselves more. Yeah. You know, because we have the internet, we have phones, and we have all these different viewpoints that you could possibly have, you know, cause you have the internet and you have access to so much more. Um, and so I think we've been taught to think for ourselves indirectly, um, a little bit more, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think through that I've been able to kind of grow, like there's no rush to kind of get through that, you know, but through what I've experienced, I've been able to kind of, push that aside and not let it affect me. Okay. And I think that's really where like the progress will come from is just through like patience and time and paying attention to how you feel and all the little things that are going on. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for me, it was 
more of just training my brain to stop thinking those things. Yeah. Um, and that kind of thing, like that, that takes time. You oh, know, it's it not some, happening overnight. Definitely not. I've been doing it for the last three years and I would, uh, four years. Um, but I would say it's definitely much better. Like those thoughts, if I have them for a second, a lot of times they just flow right out because it's not something I'm focusing on, you know? So I guess it was more of a conscious, a conscious effort by me, you know, whereas you, it just, you developed it naturally, you know, maybe without even realizing that's exactly what you were doing. Yeah. And look, to be, I did realize the feeling, you yeah. know, but like I never, I don't think I ever sat down and was like, okay, like I want to get rid of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just like, I can't, I don't want to feel this way. I don't like this. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I just kind of not ignored it, but I didn't give it the power okay. that it could have had. Yeah. And you know, another thing I mean is like I've also said in past episodes is try and control little aspects of your life that aren't going to have a huge effect, right? So it's like, I'm going to choose what clothes I'm wearing, right? It's like, think of those as the aspects of control. So it's not causing everything around you to be out of control. Um, And the other thing, like I said, it was a long journey for me to be to where I am today. And I'm still not perfect. You know, I still have these these worries and these anxieties, not all the time, but... And to be fair, I don't think perfect is ever yes. attainable. Yes. But it's something to strive for. A hundred percent. Exactly. And that's what I'm I'm looking to do. You know, I'm looking to better myself as much as possible. Um, but yeah, that's something I'm still working on. And it is my one of my main priorities. You know, along with all the other things I'm doing, I am trying to better that side of myself. Um And like I said, I think I've gotten to a place where I'm much better. And that's because of all the time I put in and I had to train my brain. And, you know, I I vividly remember just whenever a negative thought would come in my brain, I would just say, nope, 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 nope. And I would just keep repeating no over and over. And eventually it would just go away. And now I got it to the point where the second a negative thought comes in, it's out already, Um, which has been super helpful. Um, And look, that's not with everything. There's still things I worry about. There's still things that, you know, there's also logical worries and there's illogical worries. Um, And to differentiate between the two is something I've also gotten decent at. You know, it's something not perfect, but I'm able to look at the situation and say, okay, is this likely to happen? Is this not? And then I kind of take it from there. Yeah. And also another thing too is like one, I think everyone has social anxiety in yeah. some aspect. Or some Obviously, form of anxiety. Yeah. Like not not everybody. Like there's yeah. some people who are great with yeah. crowds of people and just love people. Like, like my brother, no anxiety. That's he can awesome. Yeah. Do his like thing. He doesn't care. And he's good. That's awesome. You know? But I also think that, you know, there's another aspect to it that like as uncomfortable as it can be you know in those situations understanding that the thoughts that come into your head like just because you have a thought or something occurs to you or you feel a certain way that doesn't mean that's how it is right like the thought just because a thought happens it doesn't make it reality yeah it's a thought you know and once you realize that one everything that comes into your head isn't the truth or it's not the end all be all, you yeah. know? And that could just be a certain part of your brain perceiving it one way yes. to protect you. you yeah, know? Like exactly. Your, your body is meant to protect itself, yeah. you know? So if it feels like it's, 
quote unquote, like threatened, you mm-hmm. know, in a social situation with, you know, you go into a room full of a hundred people you don't know. Yep. There's some aspect of like, okay, I'm going to watch my back, you yeah. know? And once you understand that, like, just because a thought comes from somewhere doesn't mean that it's a, true. It's true. Yeah. You know, like it could be a bad thought or it'd be a good thought, you know, it just don't take every thought as reality. Yeah. A hundred percent. And you know, there's another thing I know you've said too. When we're in public, you don't like talking, right? You like kind of observing, observing. Yeah. yeah. Now, what does that come from? Is that also something with social anxiety? Like you're worried, you know, your your environment is going to negatively affect you? Like Part of that may just be like, I don't like people knowing my... Part of it, like, part of it is my, I don't want people knowing my personal business, especially mm-hmm. if I don't know them. Like yeah. That. You know, so I won't talk too loud. Or if I, there's too many people around, I'm just quiet. Um, it's somewhat intentional. Yeah. You know, and some of it is just like I'm uncomfortable um, talking about personal things around somebody, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure why. Um, it's I've definitely gotten more comfortable with it. Well, doing this, I mean, it's a big, big leap. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a big leap. But also, I was in Florida where, for a little while, you know, where you have that kind of, I guess... The crowds aren't like here in New yeah. York, you know. Yeah. Um, so I'm not worrying about people really overhearing me or even caring. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, definitely a little bit more so. I feel that. Yeah. Um, I guess it is social anxiety. Yeah. Um, but it's not like I'll. I don't think it's so much of me caring that people hear, you know, more so than I just don't want them to know. Okay. Yeah, and you that know, makes sense. Like private. Yeah. No, I totally get that. Um. You know, and like kind of my last thing I want to add is I'm someone who loves people and loves, you know, going out and doing things like golfing and, you know, whatever it may be. Um, But that's not to say the people around you who are doing the same thing also have these anxieties. Um, So, you know, just be kind. You know, if somebody's uncomfortable with something, don't force them to do anything. Um Sometimes it's hard for people. It's really hard. Um, so just kind of be more understanding um, and ask if they want to talk about it. You know, I'm somebody who I'm open with it. If you're going to ask me something, I'd be more than happy to help you and share, you know, what I do to kind of help myself in these situations. Um, another thing, it is okay, right? It's something that's developed in our body it's what we're made up of right so there's some people who have more of it than others right so i'm somebody who does have a decent amount of anxiety there's people who have much more than me and there's people who have less but that doesn't make anybody you know less validated because they're less than or more than um so just just be more understanding and you know if if you think it's not a big deal it may be a really big deal for those people and don't minimize that problem yeah and look if you're uncomfortable talking about it you don't have to you know crack a joke yep do something that takes the you know the weight out of the air yeah exactly you don't have to be the guy that's going to help everyone with their problems yes you know by all means but you can be a guy to lift someone's spirit up yep exactly yeah and and you know it always comes back to this i think it's just be kind to people you know it's very easy to be nice um but yeah i don't know if there's anything else you would like to add any last minute questions um no i think we covered it all all right yeah so thank you guys again for another great episode i really appreciate 
all the support. You know, I, I hope you guys have seen the TikToks. I've been putting a lot of work in and, you know, I'm really excited to see the outcomes for all of this. Um, yeah. Thank you guys very much. Thank you guys so much for listening. And don't forget to check out Dark Angel Company on Instagram at Dark Angel Co. and online at darkangelco.com. If you're interested in supporting and spreading awareness towards bringing light to a dark topic together, then tune in next time.